This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples, UFC and Boxing Talk. Welcome to episode 192 of the Fight Disciples podcast. Uh, this one dedicated towards the world of UFC. Hope you are well. Thank you so much for your time. If you've only just stumbled across us, we're on uh, iTunes under Fight Disciples. You can get us on Android as well via our website, fightdisciples.com uh, and all our social media feeds at Fight Disciples on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You may have seen this week uh, that our names have popped up, nominated once again uh, for Best Sports Podcast in the UK, the British Podcast Awards. Um, we've got a special guest on the show here to make comments on that. Nate Diaz, what do you reckon of that nomination, my friend? Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. <laughs> you know how this Nate knows. You know how this shit goes down, and you know that if you were listening to the boxing show, you know that I was so tempted to drop it into there, but I thought it would be more relevant to stick it into our UFC show. So if you've listened to our boxing show, you'll know that we wax lyrical about being nominated once again for the award that we won last year. Uh, we're extremely delighted. It's your award as much as it is ours. So thank you so much uh, for all the support that you've given us over the last two years. Uh, without you obviously tuning in uh, day by day, week by week, we'd just be sat in a room chatting to ourselves boring ourselves crazy uh, so, which is what we did before we launched yeah, yeah, the podcast yeah, yeah that's exactly what we did yeah uh, so uh, thank you very much for that support and the inspiration to uh, continue doing what we're doing hopefully you're finding something worthy uh, in the show which hopefully you're going to find over the next hour or so as we talk all things uh, UFC Glendale because there's plenty to talk about my friend we told you didn't we speaking of Nate Diaz I'm not surprised motherfuckers we're not surprised motherfuckers that a Justin Gaethje fight entertained there you go we've been telling you for years watch Justin Gaethje whether he win lose or draw you're going to be on the edge of your seat smiling from here to here once it's finished and boy were we smiling what a great knock between him and Dustin Poirier yeah definitely man certainly a contender for, for fight of the year so far absolutely brilliant um, I thought for Dustin versus Justin yeah fucking awesome uh, for, for Poirier obviously I think this is the breakthrough performance the breakthrough moment that I think could well lead him to a final eliminator. I think a final eliminator... He wants Khabib, man. He wants it. Well, I, I think Khabib... I'm still kind of hopeful Khabib and Connor's going to happen, uh, which means that Tony Ferguson, Poirier, as a final eliminator, would be absolutely on fire. I think Tony Ferguson needs to get busy, um, needs to come back and get fit, and I think Khabib has certainly overtaken him now in terms of who, who defends against Connor, because that's what it's all about, obviously. I think... The lightweight champion presently has still got to beat the man to officially be the man. Mm. Um, and I think the Connor fight in Russia, hopefully that gets announced soon. Mm. Poirier versus Tony Ferguson as Kilmain, man. It's fucking done. What I, lo- what I loved in the in the post analysis of this, Getchy obviously got beat, right? But then he gets on social media responding to uh, Daniel Cormier saying, uh, that's how you prevent the fans from wooing during your fight. Just give them entertainment, baby. And that's what I love. Yeah, when he doesn't give a fuck, he's just no. going in there. I'm going, listen. I know what the fans like. I'm going to give them what they like. If I lose, sound. If I win, sound. Whatever. I'm just going to go yeah. and entertain, and that gets you paid at the end of the day, boy. Well, exactly. And this was in response to, to, to obviously in that fourth round where Poirier landed that cracking left hook, and and uh, Gaethje was all over the shop and falling up against the fence. He's stanky the stanky he was like, "What?" And Poirier, give him his due. Poirier come in, man, and picked that finish perfectly. You know, he unloaded some real good shots. But at that time, DC's screaming on the commentary, going, "Look." Gaethje's a triple-A fucking college wrestler, whatever, you know what I mean? He's like an established college wrestler. He should be taking him down there. This is where he holds him. This is where he does this. He should be spoiling the fight now. He should survive and blah, 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 blah. I think Gaethje was just responding going, fuck it, man. 
I'm here to put entertain. Yeah. And if I'm gone, I'm gone. Yeah. But you know what? Go back through Justin Gaethje's back catalogue of fights and look how many times he's done the stanky leg before. And yet when the guy's coming to finish, <clears throat> he's the one that's landed a big massive counter. Yeah. And ultimately he's the one that's you know, won so the fight by knockout. What, what I noticed in the finish of that fight is that Herb knew that. Yeah. Herb was watching Give it. Give him a chance. And he was all over the place and he was getting unloaded on. And you think yeah. to yourself, any other fighter... Even stood up like that, taking that, and he was clean. He was getting landed on clean. Any other fighter, the fight, Herb jumps in the way of it. He goes, "Fuck that! You're not, you're not doing any more of that." Yeah. But he knows Justin Gaethje. That's a quality bit of referee in that. It's kind of like, yeah, of course. It's kind of like Gaethje. That's part of his, not as a lure, but that's part of his style. Yeah. It's like, go on then. You've got, I'm you've got me. In. Come on, you've got me. It's like in that very moment, does Gaethje actually have a little bit more clarity than he looks? Yeah. Where he's like, okay, yeah, my legs have is gone it, and all that, but my brain switched is he on. Doping? Exactly. Right, yeah. So okay. come on, let's see what happens now with when we both throw heat seekers because it makes them super fucking exciting. This is why Gaethje yeah. is the human highlight reel. But in this of in this moment, obviously Poirier. Oh yeah. So you finished the fight. When I was watching, when that finish was happening, I was thinking, go on, Herb. And then I thought, no, it's gay shit. And then I thought, Herb's going to stop this as soon as he hits the mat. Clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as he hits the mat, he's going. And then as soon as he's bum touched the mat, that was it. Gone. Yeah, yeah. That's enough now. Yeah. That's enough. Job done. Listen, don't get me wrong. Once again, we see Justin Gaethje for our pleasure in front of our eyes take years off his life. <laughs> let's be totally fucking yeah, br- brutal about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Do you know, did it was you... fun while it lasted. And you know what? I thought he was winning until, the fight. Me too. Them leg kicks, yeah. oh my dear! Because even even Poirier, when he got back to the corner at the end of one of the rounds, was like, "Ice me leg!" Like the first thing he says as soon as he sat down, "Ice that leg!" Like, "Fuck me leg is killing me." And then, what did you make of the front roll <laughs> heel kick fucking at the idiot, end of yeah. round two? Was what was good. that? <laughs> I'm gonna do a front flip, and I'm gonna try and catch you on the back of your head with me heel. <laughs> what an idiot! But fun though, but entertaining. Yeah, absolutely. exactly. I genuinely fun. had him up, and uh, at that. Obviously, he got caught right at the start of the fourth. So there's about, th- I think it finished about 30 seconds into the fourth, didn't it? Yeah. But up until that point, I had him up. Yeah. And he just. I think got... I would have had him up, but he had a point taken off for that for that eye Eyes. poke. Yeah, for the bottom. Um, yeah. So for that reason, I had it all to play for going into four and okay. five. All right. But uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was good, man. It was an ent- the whole card was entertaining. I'm so glad that it was a five rounder. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. It would have been it would have been sad for that to end after three rounds yeah. because the, the the job wasn't done. Yeah. And this is why top contenders should always be in five-round fights at the top of cards. UFC have got it right. Bellator need to follow suit. Yeah. Like top of the top of the bill fights, regardless of whether there's a title or not. If you're top of the bill, you ch- chance are you're ranked. It's got to be a five-round. One thing I like about Gaethje as well is that when I think there was two, maybe even three moments where it stopped for Ipox, but both, yeah. both each each men did it, yeah. Yeah. And he had, like you say, he had a, he had a point deducted. But even when that happened. <clears throat> He was looking into the crowd, rowing the crowd up, you know what I mean? Wafting his arms and all that sort of stuff. And I'm thinking, you're in the middle of a fight and he just doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, he's just like going, come on, give me some more noise. I know, just loving it. I think he does that because he can't see past the fucking, he can't see past the opponents in front of him. He literally is like fucking, if you ever see Gaethje away from a fight, his glasses are like fucking bottle bottoms. Are they? Honestly, he mustn't be able to... Um, I, I think the reason he fights up close like that... Because he can't see. Because he can't fucking <laughs> he see. He can't do it at range. He can't do anything at range. <laughs> he can't do anything 
can't. That's why he fights so close. He's te- blind he's as a bat. Te- he can't see from a foot, so therefore exactly. you, you can't fight it, Rangers, and you're going to have to get up close. Like, like Penfold from fucking on his chest. Yeah, exactly. I think that's why Gaethje's so exciting. He can't fucking see out. So I think he'd wash the arms to make sure no one's got off, because he can't see the crowd. Is <laughs> <laughs> so everyone still there? Yeah, yeah, we're still here, Justin. Don't worry. No, tremendous. I know that we've been waxing the rickle about Gaethje because every one of his fights is tremendous, but Dustin Poirier, well done, man. Yeah, he's established himself for me. Got the job done. For me, he's established himself as, def- as the number three in this lightweight division with that kind of performance. Mm, superb stuff. Um, your boy, Carlos Condit. Oh, it was devastating. Two you know? weeks notice, baby. Proper devastating. Look how happy you are, you little shit. Yeah, I love it. I was devastated. <laughs> I love it when someone gets a two weeks notice fight, rocks up and fucking chokes Does somebody the business. out. Yeah, man, I love it. Well done, Alex. And it, it's, not like he, it's not like he... You know, pulled off a submission out no, of nowhere no. or, you know, just got lucky in the first round. Mm. He, he beat Carlos until he was bloodied, didn't he? You know, yeah, he was yeah, fucking, yeah. he was spilling claret everywhere. And then when he popped into that stand and guillotine, Oliveira said afterwards, he was like, he was out, you know. He was out and then he came back to, he life. Came back to life. And that's when he tapped. He was like, I felt his body limp. He was out cold. The referee never stopped it. So I thought, fuck you then, I'll keep choking. And it was only when Condit woke up again. Which I find hard to believe because yeah. you've got no blood, to, you've got no oxygen to your brain. You ain't yeah, going to come yeah, back yeah. on. But maybe it was when they slipped to the floor that he got a bit of a oxygen through, and he woke up for a second, and then thought, fuck, fuck, "Fuck this, get I'm out!" Because they were they were competing again. The commentary team, Cormier, was like, "Oh, he's gone, he's gone, he's Damian gone." Damian May was saying, "No, no he's Cruz, not. it was Dominic oh, Cruz, Cruz was like, Dominic Cruz Mayer. was like, he ain't gone, he ain't gone, he's fine. He's just having a rest. He hasn't got it on properly." But as soon as Condit's back hit the mat. And he could get that pressure on as soon as he was in mount in a in a front guillotine. Game over. Yeah, man. I was gutted. Mm. Gutted. I loved it. I knew you did. Um, one man that was disappointed with his performance, and yeah, all right, it wasn't fucking highlight real shit. Israel, yeah. your boy, style style bender, style bender, and he fair fair play to his like little post uh, fight uh, interview where he said, "Listen, yeah, I'm, I've got the victory, but I, I'm not feeling it. Whatever, you know what I mean? I know yeah. I came. I said that I'd, uh, I'd piss in the." Uh, pissing your backyard and all this type of stuff, I was shitting your grave and all this type of stuff next time round. I was a little bit not taken aback by it because I love the honesty of it, of saying, listen, I didn't light the gaff up, but it's not always going to be fucking red hot. It's not always no. going to be that. You've got to, you've just got to get the job done at times, haven't you? And he's 13 and all now and he's, he's doing his thing. Yeah, it, it's surprising. You know, obviously I've been, a, I've been preaching about Adesanya for, for a while. Uh, I picked him as one of my prospects at the start of this year before he even signed by the UFC. So everyone knows how big a fan I have him of the uh, the last stylebender. But it still surprises me that on a card like this where they're looking for... Maybe it was because they were hoping for something more of a highlight reel. But if you look down to the prelim card, uh, and we're not even going to talk about the fight past prelims because they were all of it shit, but the actual prelim card on this was as hot as the main card. Like There was eight really good fights. But Brad Tavares fought Jocko. Both those guys are ranked in the top 15. And then Carlos Jr. for Tim Bosch, you know, a real like a, a surgeon guy against the guy who's kind of kind of a gatekeeper to the top great, ten. Great finishing that. Fight. Oh yeah, yeah. But they're both really strong middleweight fights with real short-term connotations to a middleweight top ten. Mm. You know, guys moving in and out. Adesanya's just started on this journey. Mm. For him to be on the main card and note both those guys to be on the Fox prelims mm. kind of surprised me. I, I know it's easy to say that now. If Adesanya wins in sensational fashion, you go, well, there you go. That's why he was on the main card. And no doubt that's why he was on the main card here. But I just think Adesanya could do with a going back to the prelims now, doing his thing. Yeah, I'm starting to feel like with Adesanya, we're going down the Mark Ducasey route where it's like, this guy's amazing. He's going to be a world champion. Bang him on the main card. Oh, a little bit too much too soon. 
Fuck Do you know off. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just needs to... I just think Adesanya, I'm glad he's still got his underbeaten record intact. I still believe he's absolutely the future of this middleweight division. Yeah. I'd like to see him come back down to the prelims now just to take the pressure off him and then you'll see the best of him. No, I'd agree with that. And going back to what you were just saying there regarding some of those prelims, some of them were tremendous. Your boy Jock, I know you mentioned Jocko's name there, mate, but he got lit. He did, yeah. To be honest, it was a story of two cool right hands for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, obviously... Uh, Sakharov beat Ricky Rainey with a fucking peach of right an on the back of the right, right above the ear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that Rainey just face planted the canvas. Yeah, but did you see the shots after? So he face planted. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, he and then rolled onto, and his then back. onto his back and went, "Come on, whack me again." And was and just lying there, Ronnie. Two, oh. be- two absolute beauties. I think the first one he throws down knocks him out cold. And then wakes and then the him up again. One, wakes him back <laughs> up again. I think Rainey, you know, we talk about uh, Oliveira saying Condit was out. I think Rainey was definitely knocked out cold. And the second punch woke him up. And he was winning that fight. He was. Rainey was winning that fight. He was, yeah, yeah. But he, looked a bit nerv- he looked a bit nervous when the fight started. But then, he, he, for me, he was comfortably winning it. So the, sh- the, the shot to the back of the head just came out of the blue. And like, well, fuck! And yeah. then he got absolutely blown out there yeah well that's Saikov you know they, they don't call him the king of kung fu for nothing like mm. the guy's got a bit of a reputation and he's and he's delivering inside the octagon so another big finish for him on his record and he's definitely someone that you'll see now move up to the main cards mm. I think uh, and then Tavares again Tavares Jocko why that opened up the Fox prelims I'm not quite sure when mm. both these guys are, are quite highly ranked um, surprised me when the when the card was announced or was confirmed on Thursday, Friday. I was like, why? That's on a little bit early, especially because you know I've got no love for the flyweights anyway. Moraga Reese, who the fu- you know that's a that's a kettle fight. Who the fuck wants to watch that? Mm. Um, but Tavares, that the diff, completely different type of right hand, but a little choppy right hand on mm. the inside. Didn't look like there was much in it. it. Was all technique. Just turned his fist over, and as soon as it caught Jocko on the chin. That was it. He was up against the fence and uh, and a TKO with another ground and pound finish. So, two little standouts there with the two right hands, but obviously Poirier's left hand, I think, mm. top of the card. What'd you make of the girls? Um, Waterson. Yeah. Bit of controversy, mm. which generally always happens with the girls' fights these days. So, you know, but I don't know. What, what did you think of it? Because I know this was the fight you were looking forward to most. Not asked about the fight. No. Just watching her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shallow like that. <laughs> it is what it is, mate. It is what yeah. it is. Yeah. Well, you know, it was it was cool the fact that she said afterwards that she was like literally seconds away from tapping to the submission, but you know, she kept she's hung in there and, and proved, you know, blah blah. Who cares? Mm. Nobody really cares. I'll tell you what I do like about um window dressing. The 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 T V coverage. Yeah. Uh, and it is fast, but this is the thing that I think boxing can learn so much from the coverage of the of the way that obviously we're getting the Fox feed, aren't we? Of course, um, from the states, and so it's not necessarily a British BT Sport thing. It's a it's a Fox feed. The commentary team's absolutely fucking tremendous, really, really good. And I, I kind of like that they have contrasting views. This is happening. This is happening. This is how I do the fight. This is how I do the fight. And I love all that when yeah. fighters are having that little bit of back and forth between each other, like you say between Cruz and DC. Obviously, John, John Anik holds it all together. However, what I do love is that as soon as that fight is finished, the analysis is bang, it's there straight away. So that yeah. even, even before the the announcement in the, in the octagon has been made, you've got DC there going, right, watch this. So, for example, um, the there was a fight in there. I can't remember exactly which one it was, but there was a fight in there where there was a... Oh, it's the knockout where that you've just been talking about when he face planted. Yeah, Saikov. Saikov, right? So he's like, look at him now. So the jab comes. It's an, he's not throwing a proper jab. He's using it as a, a range finder. And then he knows that that is his mechanic to go off the line, throw the big overhand right, catches him on the back of the head, 
and it, they would basically ana- analyze breaking it, it down and breaking elements. it down the technicality I mean Dan Hardy does it brilliantly yeah, yeah. but just to see him like even have the uh, pens out on the screen going look at this his head's now offline bang he's missed this meanwhile now the other guys are getting shot. warmed up backstage ready to come out yeah Course. And then that's that, and then it's all fast back. It's got fucking hell, I've learned something there. Fantastic. Announcement. Right. Ring walks. Well, here's your promo for the next fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Of course. Octagon walks. And you're thinking, mate, this is what polish the fuck. This is it? what it should be like. Yeah, exactly. Bang, 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 bang. No waiting around. Exactly. Don't get me wrong, I like Sweet Caroline. I do. I don't I can't get enough of it. But let's not fuck about. Let's just no. get it going. I, I think Floor. the pro- I know, but the problem is with boxing, um, is that you're only getting three or four fights on a good you know even the best cards mm. you're getting a lot of you know young up and comers against journeymen mm. is the bulk of most cards even at any fucking Joshua cards I think that's what boxing hasn't yet learned from UFC it's like make better fights more fans will come because mm. the entire card's interesting not just the showpiece at the end of it mm. the UFC have cracked it in that the first fight is often as exciting as the last fight. Yep. There's always something to break down. There's always some kind of analysis because these are the best of the best mixed martial artists on the planet, all under one roof, all fighting for space. I think that's how the UFC have you've cornered the market so they're able to offer this incredible brand, if you like, and this incredible analysis. But that's not to say cage warriors don't follow a similar ilk. Mm. So it could certainly be done in boxing. I just think we need better fights on entire boxing cards yeah, to make right it there. worthwhile. But I enjoyed it. I enjoyed yeah, yeah. sitting down and watching the TV broadcast. I know that I, I love going and, st- and sitting on Octagon side to watch it myself, but I get more out of it by watching it on the TV because, no disrespect to the world of mixed martial arts, I know more about boxing. So to sit there and to learn something... Of course. And to in the moment? Yeah. And in the be, moment? In the moment. And to be entertained at the same time, course. I think it's a very unique TV experience. So, so to, but, if, you know, you say then you know more about boxing, and you, you know, but even that breakdown of the of the Psychov finish, you can see what he's done. He's landed an overhead right and yeah, then he yeah. finished it with ground and pound. But to see the fact that they go in that moment, watch him set it up with this. Yeah. Watch this from early in the fight and he almost worked and he's tried it again and yeah, it's worked. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That's what the UFC an- analysts live do really well. Yeah. They'll go, look at this. He's, he tried this leg kick three times earlier on. Didn't, didn't quite work. But now it works here and this is how he's timed that. That's what boxing, you're right, boxing should 100% learn from that. Definitely. No, absolutely, man. Uh, speaking of DC, mate, um, obviously uh, the Twitter... Uh, With JJ, yeah, it's a wonderful, JBG. It's a wonderful place. His Twitter, isn't it? You know what I mean for starting fights. And the guys in the UFC do this seems uh, better than anybody else. Um, DC's been on record saying that uh, he feels that he would have to beat John Jones, yep. to cement his legacy. John Jones has picked up on that. Come and get me, baby. No, I don't want DC. Don't do this to yourself again, right? He'll fail again. Don't do it, man. Wipe your hands. Yep. Throw him to one side. Just forget about John Jones. Forget about him. He's gone. It's all over, son. He's not gone, though, is he? It's not look going at you. away. Look at you. You're it's a... not going away. Look at you. Um, one rule for one, one rule for John Jones. Well, That's how you roll. It is because I'm a man. I'm the world's <laughs> biggest John Jones fan. But then, you know, fucking John Jones shouldn't be anywhere near the octagon anytime, any soon after the debacle that was mm. his defence. Um, and maybe that's why DC's saying it. Maybe that's why DC's like, you know, fuck it. If it wasn't for him being a dickhead, I'd have got, I'd have beat him eventually. And he's trying to get it right in his mind. Because don't forget, DC's about to go to the heavyweight division. And if all goes well, he ain't coming back down. And you know what? He may not even come back down anyway. I think this could... Either he beats Stipe and carries on, or he loses to Stipe. And he goes, you know what? I was the best clean light heavyweight of my era. 
I'm off. See you yeah, later. Yeah, What's yeah. he going to do? Go back down, fight Gustafsson for far less money, yet in a fucking really tough fight? Because the only really t- fight left for him at light heavy was Gustafsson, if John Jones is out forever. I just want to see the freak show that could be Brock. That's what I yeah. want to see. Well, that's, uh, the only way that happens is if he beats Stipe. Yeah, then, of course. Then the, road, then the DC road show keeps going. Um, the problem is we've got, uh, as cool as DC is on the mic, Gaethje's right. You know, he's not the most exciting fighter really, to watch. I say this all the time. Yeah. I say this all the time. I don't like watching him. Of course. I like hearing him. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So there's obviously a career in the media doing whatever he's well, doing. Well, that's what I mean. He does a lot for Fox as it is anyway, so that will only go, that will only continue. Mm. And that's why I think the Stipe thing's a win-win for him. He loses to Miocic. Right, I'm just going to go to do the commentary thing full-time then. Because mm. uh, he's fucking good at it. I he's like him on commentary. Yeah, I think mate. he's fun. He's really good at it. Really, really good. Um, this weekend, the fights just keep on coming. They keep on coming thick and fast. We've got an absolute cracker between Edson Barboza and Kevin Lee. Kevin Lee, obviously, I wouldn't say shot to fame because you kind of picked him probably two years ago now, yeah, saying, man. don't sleep on this dude. This guy's coming through. Yeah. I know in that two-year period of us doing this podcast, he uh, he's had some nice standout victories. Almost got to the top, didn't he? Got beat by Ferguson. Otherwise, he'd have been the one in the mix with Khabib. Mm. Um I think he's an outstanding fighter. And I also think Barbosa, who I'm a massive fan of ever since he knocked out my mate Terry Etta. Mm. Uh, I've been a massive fan of his. As you know, I've got a, a good working relationship with Edson and his wife, who actually runs his, who manages him as well. Um, I always had a great relationship with them. I interviewed him many, many times. Kevin Lee, of course, uh, traded in the Motown City Phenom. Uh, he traded in... Uh, one side of the country to move to Las Vegas to train at Extreme Couture. But I know both these guys well. I know their backgrounds well. This is a cracking fight in this lightweight division. You know, an absolutely cracking fight. And you know what? A big performance by one of them here with Tony Ferguson out injured. Maybe one of these guys fights Poirier next. Maybe Poirier versus one of these guys is that, you know, claiming that third space in the rankings, if you like. So um, massive opportunity for both of them. Mm. And then you look at the co-main as Mate, well. The co-main's... With all due respect to the you top boys. You think the co-main's the main, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I do. The, 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 the top boys, don't get me wrong, I, I love Kevin Lee. Ever, obviously, ever since you got me on him, checking him out, he's a proper rock star, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, he looks the time. part, he, he dresses well, he wears the shades, he talks the talk, and he thinks, he says, yeah, man, I kind of like everything that you're doing, and the way that he goes about fighting, he don't fuck about, he chucks leather. I like it, right? He's, he's a type of guy that I like to go and watch. I pay money to go and watch that, him do his thing, and Edson Barbos, likewise, I think he's brilliant too. So he's a, he's a great fight, don't get me wrong. But Frankie Edgar's fighting Cub Swanson for fuck's sake. <laughs> right? Come on, man. We're not messing about, are we? That's a fight. That's a proper knock. You know, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna say it. it's going the distance, right? And both of them are gonna knock seven bells of shit out of each other. That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> you won't you won't have to go looking for either of them, will you? Well, these fought a couple of years ago and it was like did it win fight it went five I think it went five five rounds. Mm. Frankie got a submission at the end. Mm. I'm sure it was in the fifth round. But it definitely picked up a bonus. I don't know if it was fight of the night or performance of the night, whatever. It was a fucking bonus win and fight. Mm. So you will see these both these guys throw down. My only concern, of course, is the fact that Frankie's bounced straight into this so shortly after losing a fight and losing a fight quite dramatically as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my only issue with this First time fight. he was Otherwise, stopped in his last it. fight, wasn't it? First time he's been, he's been stopped. Brian Ortega absolutely cleaned him out with that uppercut, didn't he? Just yeah. in March as lifted well. Lifted him. Lifted him, man, off the ground. Exactly. So that was only March. And, you know, at this age and at this stage in his career... Frankie Edgar's a future Hall of Famer, and I just don't know whether once you start, once your chin goes, it's next to impossible to get your chin back again. Do you know what I mean? I think once it's gone, it's gone. It's been exposed, and I think Cub Swanson couldn't be getting this fight any any better time. Let's be honest, 
Frankie's been brought in because it's in it's in Jersey, and Frankie's a Jersey yeah, boy. Yeah, of course, man. And it's about putting bums on seats. It's about bringing the attraction. So that's my only fear. But it's going to be a great fight. I just think if Swanson knocks out Frankie Edgar, all questions should be raised about the fact that why this guy's straight in the ring. You know, what is it, 30 days? Bisping did it. Fuck it, let's have it. Yeah, Bisping got beat? Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's my entertainment. Bisping got beat, though, that's the problem. He got led out, mate, is what um, happened. You know, Ortega laid him out on March the 3rd. Checking that now. April 21st. So what's that, five weeks, six weeks? Mm. I don't know, man. In, in boxing, don't forget, you get a 30-day immediate suspension when you get knocked out, and he got knocked the fuck out, Frankie. So to be back six weeks later, 60 days later, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not too happy about it. I just hope everything goes well. It's not being a pussy. Night. What's the matter with you, man? It's a fight, man. Exactly. <laughs> it's a fucking scrap. Exactly. What Let's are you having for? Exactly. Uh, there's a couple of middleweights having a knock on here who have been loitering, let's just say. They're not in with the top boys, I, I wouldn't say, but they've been loitering around. David Branch... Uh, and Tiago Santos. Yep. They're, I think they're both top 10, aren't they? They're in and around so. top 10. Yeah, yeah. But they're not, you're it. not the type of guys that you would go, right, obviously we've had Bisping as champion. You've got uh, Bobby Knuckles in there. You've got Weidman in there. You've got Rockhold in there. You've got Jacare in there. All the, and your Romero, obviously. You chuck all them in there. Yeah. And you probably put these lads as the next tier down, wouldn't you? So there's an opportunity, if someone puts in a great performance here, to maybe get themselves in a mix so, so therefore they can... Maybe fight for an elimination to to take yeah. on the likes of Bobby I think, Knuckles. I think they're both fringe top ten, and to be honest, whoever wins this should call out Michael Bisping, uh, because both these guys, you know, everyone else is doing it in middleweight division, so why not mm. these guys do it? Branch lost to Rockhold last time out, but it was the first time he'd lost in a fucking long time. I think he'd won about ten straight, which mm. got him back in the UFC for a, for a second stint. And Santos is a former tough. Brazil champ or something like that I think he was I think there's two Sagat Thiago Santos I always get them mixed up so yeah both these guys are going for it and uh, both these guys have got it all to win I think a, a place in the top 10 if they're not ranked in the top well I think is Santos in the top 10 and Branch isn't or vice versa anyway there's a top 10 ranking on the table so uh, but the pick for me Brett Johns the bantamweight who's fighting Aljamain Sterling now I'm a big Aljamain Sterling fan Guy's fighting out of New York. He's based in New York. Trains with Frankie Edgar and all those boys. Trains with Chris Weidman, actually, as well. You know, he's, he will have the local fan base there. And he was a superstar when he came to the UFC, but it just doesn't seem to be happening for him. He just doesn't seem to be able to catch fire. And he's facing our boy. And I say our boy, he's Welsh, but we'll, we'll claim him. He's British. Pikey. Proper Pikey, Brett Johns. <laughs> Proper Pikey as well. Um, I was speaking to his strength and conditioning coach, who's a, who's a mate of mine, who, who worked with uh, Nathan Cleverley in the boxing ring for a long time. He's working with Brett now. and um, He's undefeated, isn't he? He's undefeated. He's 15-0, and 0, Brett. Yeah, if you remember last time out, he fought Joe Soto, yeah. who fought for the UFC world title, and fucking calf slicer the member yeah. in like 30 seconds or yeah, something. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. um, Joe Soto, former wrestling champs, like fighting a guy from Britain. Piece of piss. I'll take him down. And obviously, Brett Johns and his team have just fucking crafted this perfect comeback to a single leg or double leg takedown. Yeah, we'll just grab your heel. You probably will think, well, he's British. He's got no idea what he's doing. In fact, he's getting you in a calf slider, baby. And that, for me, was like Brett Johns's, or should have been Brett Johns's broke out moments. He's been up against it here as a game. They've matched them with Sterling in New York or in New Jersey. But if Brett Johns can do a number here, I think Brett Johns jumps up into that bantamweight top 10. And now we're talking about our, you know, a British guy in the mix for another title belt. What's his strength? You're Brett Johns. About, yeah, you're talking like traditionally British fighters aren't necessarily yeah. wrestlers. No. But he, as you say, people, because well, you waxed lyrical about him last time and they watched him just put on the most craziest submission move that anybody's ever seen. Yeah. 
But what is his strength? Because he's obviously he's worked on that side of his game. Yeah. Well, for a start, he's from the valleys and he's a pikey, so he can <laughs> fucking punch people in the faces because he's been doing it his whole life. That's just the, that's just the nature of that lifestyle, isn't it? You know what I mean? If it, he grew up throwing throwing his hands, that's that's a fact. But the difference with Brett Johns is he. Competed as a kid in judo. He's a very high level judo player. He's like a black belt in judo. And the roll on from that is he's like a purple belt in Brazilian jiu jitsu or whatever as well. All right. He loves the grappling side of the sport. All right. But he's a fucking Welsh pikey man, of course. He throws fucking bare knuckle at you all day, every day. So he's, he's the perfect mix. Plus, he's kind of mental. You know, he's, he's kind of got a bit of a screw loose, Brett Johns, which is only helps the fact that he goes into fights, makes his American debut and throws a fucking calf slice on the former title challenger. That's what that's what makes him so cool. Yeah, I think he's up against it in Aljamain Sterling. Don't get me wrong. On his day, Aljamain Sterling, I think, is legit. But he's he struggles to have his day. I think all the pressure's on Sterling. I think Brett Johns could turn up this week. I think he could steal the show. Steal the show. And he's talking about stealing the show when fucking Cub Swanson and Frank Yeager are on exactly. the same bill, mate. Exactly. Nah. He did it last time. Nah. He did it last time. Listen, there's a lot of fights to get stuck into this weekend. If you've been listening to our uh, our boxing show, obviously, hey, you're in the UK, there's uh, there's one in Belfast, one in Liverpool. Then in the early hours uh, of the morning in America, there's obviously uh, another one coming out of New York. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of fights to to have a bit of a nausea at this weekend. And if you're a casual Fingers UFC on fire. fan... Yeah, if you're a casual UFC fan or you're not necessarily uh, nailed on with it, the one that I would personally say... Go and watch Frank Yeager Cups once. It's like last week when we were talking about, obviously, Justin Gaethje, yeah. right? We knew full well that that, that fight gonna be would amazing. live up. Of course. It's going to live up. There's certain fighters that you know every single time they step through the door and the door fucking locks, it's going to be entertaining. Yeah. I know that this is obvious for me to say this, but Connor's one of them. You know that it's going to be entertaining. Some shit's going to go down, right? Yeah. And last week we told you about Justin Gaethje. I'm telling you now, the fight between Cub and Frankie ain't going to be boring, right? So if you're staying up for one fight, or maybe you're flicking between the channels, I'm going to get, what time do you reckon? About three o'clock in the morning, something like that, UK well, time? It's New Jersey, and it's something, not, yeah, may, yeah, three, two, o'clock, three yeah, o'clock, yeah, yeah, maybe like a little bit earlier than usual, yeah. Right. Would have thought so. Okay, so have a little bit of a nosy. Around that time, flick over. It's the one straight after, when you see two big heavyweights, Chase, Chase Sherman's fighting this weekend, by the way. Yeah, yeah. He's probably one of my favourite heavyweights on <laughs> social media. He's fucking hilarious, is the lad. <laughs> Him and the big black beast is tremendous. However, he's, uh, he's fighting Justin Willis this weekend. Uh, in the heavyweight so there's division. a knockout. Yeah, exactly. So when you see two big fat puddings just throwing shit at each other, right? Yeah. And they literally are. They do look terribly out of shape, both of these guys. Yeah. Uh, when you Someone's see, getting carried out. Someone, when, when you see someone getting carried out, don't switch the channel over. No. Because within 30 seconds, as we've just been talking about, uh, yeah. the, the TV broadcast being extremely polished, you're going to see Frankie and Cubs Watson make those ring walks. They're both tattooed gentlemen, all right? Very small, tattooed lads, right? When you see them two making their octagon walks, do not go anywhere yeah. because it's going to be absolutely tremendous. And then hopefully that'll It'll inspire get capped. You. It'll get capped. I'm telling you now, it will be capped by Barbosa versus Kevin Lee. That is going to be fucking amazing. Yeah, but hopefully then that will inspire people to stay with the broadcast. So they'll just in an absolute cracker. There's only one more fight after that. Yep. So you listen, an absolute cracker, stay with the broadcast, because I personally think Kevin Lee's the shit. When he, get, when he gets going, he is the legit deal. Yeah. I, I think so as well, but then Barbosa has got something no one else has got in this lightweight division, and that's some extremely mental kicking game. Uh, and Kevin Lee's got that to deal with as well. So uh, I, I think Edgar Swanson too is going to be on flames, but for some reason, I've just got this feeling Barbosa Kevin Lee is just going to be 
unbelievable. Like a firework, it's just going to explode. So, so this is what Nick's telling you now, right? Two fight of the night bonuses, that's what he's going for, and yeah. he's going for a performance of the night in Brett Johns. Yeah, man. But you know what? Look at the prelims as well. Leflair versus Garcia, Belter. Mm. Um, Bibulatov, the, the flyweight, is a machine. Uh, CR, the killer, Badruzada against Luan Chagas. And I think... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not checking. I'm sure that's Chagas's name is Tarzan. So you've got the killer versus Tarzan. That's a belt at welterweight. And then the, the opener to that to that Fox card as well, Corey Anderson against Patrick Cummins. Two top-ranked light heavyweights. Again, we talked about it on this card. That's just gone at the weekend. Two ranked guys in the light heavyweight division opening up the Fox portion of the card. Crazy. Mm. The, 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 the layout of these... Of these Cards at the moment are mental. That could be on fire as well. So this entire card is fucking worth tuning in for, I'm telling you. It may not be a numbered event. It may not be pay-per-view. But New York, uh, Atlantic City, UFC Fight Night Atlantic City on Saturday night, it's going to be flames, absolute flames. Did you see um, Connor's back uh, back home now after his escapades? Uh, a couple of what weeks did he ago? say? You, you, you learn or whatever? Never you learn. <laughs> it's not a loss, it's a learn. <laughs> He fucking loves it. I lost it to learn. You got fucking locked up for attacking a bus with a dolly. He loves it, mate. I learned from that. What did you fucking learn, Connor? Yeah, but what I loved about it, right, is because obviously we've seen in the previous week loses shit. Yeah, absolutely. And we, and to be fair, we defended it because we like that. Yeah, man. We want rock stars. That's exactly. what we want, right? Exactly. And I kind of like the juxtaposition then of his next Instagram post or whatever it was, where he's at home with his missus and his baby. And he's like going, ah, peace and calm. <laughs> I'm thinking, fucking hell, mate. <laughs> you are. He is the epitome of every what every bloke is, right? In front of the missus, we all like to totally different way, don't we? <laughs> We're all in front of the missus. We mind her P's and Q's. We're dead respectful. She says jump. We say how I. Because that's how it goes down. The women are always in charge in our houses, lads. That's yeah. how it is. Come on, let's not fuck about. That's how it is. The moment that we shut the front door and say, I'm going out with the lads, fucking carnage. Absolute. <laughs> We're everywhere, aren't we? It's like you just... Do you know when you're a kid and like your mum and dad put rules and regulations on you and they say, no, you can't do this, you can't do that, and they try to keep you away from beer and drugs and all those types of things, and they try and keep you in the straight and narrow on school. The moment... I don't know what it was like for you, but the moment I got my GCSEs, my mum went, right, I've done my fucking job now. Sound out the door you go. See ya. And, and it was like... 16 years of age, right, you're on your own now, son. I've no idea how to guide you in from here. Fuck, <laughs> yes. Give me a bit of this. Give me a bit of that. You're everywhere, aren't you? That's basically Connor as he leaves the front door. I'm, I'm kind of still like that now. I had a lads night out the other week and uh, fucking we have like a, a group where we shared all stories and blah, blah, blah. And we had a lads night out. We'd only gone to watch the fights, actually. And then we'd stayed out. And uh, this was in the local pub. Bear in mind, local pub. Last orders 11. I'm not going to name the pub because I don't mean my local closed down because it's fucking outstanding. But we're in there, we're watching the fights, everything else, yeah, getting all excited. The fights finish. Dart comp, let's go. Fucking all the boys back to the dartboard, play darts for an hour. We're on the doubles now. Wee. Next thing you know, some soft shite stands on the darts, breaks them. Pool comp. So he goes over to the pool table. We're fucking having a pool competition, blah, blah. So, quarter three. Nice. I'm ringing Jane. Can you let me in? So she's fuming because yeah. I've got my keys in my pocket. Nice. Good which idea. when she opens the door and she says, your keys are in your pocket. And I grab my pocket and go, <laughs> she wasn't impressed. Can I just point out, um, for those that have never been drunk with Nick, he's a lover, right? He Absolutely. Is, he's not aggressive. He's one of them that hugs everybody's and kiss everybody on the head, right? So therefore he'll have been in a wonderful mood. Now imagine being in a wonderful mood with a fuming missus, right? <laughs> exactly. Don't wash. So the next morning, she plays a blinder because she knows there's money in the bank. So she's like, right, 
Because I'm on the couch now because I've yeah. stayed up to watch watch whatever. She's got credit now. So she's like, You oh, fucked up. She's yeah, got credit. Get upstairs, get your head down, blah, blah. So I comes down about fucking 11 ish. Because with kids, you, you never get a proper lay in. Yeah, yeah. Comes down about but 10 o'clock. But you've milked 11. it. You've yeah, milked yeah. it. Yeah. Come down about 10 o'clock or something like that. She's in bits now laughing. She's like, You left your phone there. I'd seen the lads group, I had a little look, see what you were up to last night. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> fuck, here we go. She goes, Were you doing karaoke at half past two? <laughs> Was I? So apparently, you swore your love for one of your mates. Yeah. And then Standard. said, what do you want me to sing you? Your mate said, Bad Bye Michael Jackson. So you sang And it. there's the footage of you moonwalking to Michael Jackson. That's it. At half past two in That's the morning. It. That's it. Carnage, mate. Absolutely. Don't carnage. remember it. No. But what I do remember yeah. was when I checked my bank and realised that I got a massive round in at quarter three. Good lad. For 60 quid. That's it. And don't even remember drinking those drinks either. No, no, no. no. So. That's it. Always yeah. get oh, if you if, if you get out if you get an agreement. UFC Liverpool is going to be a fucking cracker. <sighs> I don't Jesus. know if you noticed by the way, but Darren Till dangerously has already told everybody where the after party is going to be. Yeah, no. uh, in Liverpool. Go on, just go and have a look at his uh, social media. It's on his Instagram there, right? As soon as I saw it, I went fucking hell. <sighs> I'm going to have to book an hotel here. <laughs> <laughs> Only live down the road. I'm going to have to. <laughs> can't go home after that nonsense. No way. It's going to be absolute carnage. So yeah. make sure you're on that because if you do if. Let's let's put it this way, right? Liverpool win the champion. Oh, we haven't talked about that, have we? Whoa. We haven't talked about that. Let's say, just wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's, <laughs> he went there. Let's say Liverpool win the Champions League 26. Dan until knocks out Yon Boy on 27th, 27th, right? That after party is going to be something else. Nick will be in a great mood. You'll yeah, be able to take full advantage. Full advantage full of him. Full karaoke job, me. At about one in the morning, full advantage of him, all right? So make sure you come and hunt us down. Go on, so, get, get it off your chest. I was uh, I was Main Road, or Man City Stadium, I want to call it, the other yeah. week. Bear in mind yeah, yeah, yeah. what you were fucking saying to me. You were going, going to watch the second oh, leg, blah, blah, blah. Got a right story for you, right? Got a right story for you. Check this out. So It was in- it great to see Mo, though. You can see the greatest player in the country up close. It was, must have been nice. He scored that right in front of me as well. What a fucking finish. The dirty bastard. Give right. it to me. Anyway, right. So I've gone out. Not all day. It was a tea time job, right? So the lads that I go to the City games with are all season ticket holders and they sort me out a ticket, right? So anyway, I've gone I've gone to this game. Gone out. Of, gone no, out. I've got a ticket for the City game, mate. Anyone can get them. Against Liverpool it is. It's fucking full of your lot. Anyway, so... <laughs> True. So, so I goes out about four o'clock. Goes in this boozer in Manchester, right? We're having a bit of a drink. Been there for about two hours. Gets to about six o'clock. We're thinking, should we get a bite to eat? Fuck off to a bit, bit closer to the ground and stuff yeah. like that. Nah, nah, nah. Anyway, looks out the window. Because it's all glass front, this place. Out Looks out the window. window. Now, bear in mind, in the pub, there must have been, at the very most, 20 City fans. At the okay. very most, 20 City fans, right? So is, the, is this in the centre of Manchester? Yeah, it's just... Uh, Down by where we were, by the docks type thing. Dean's Gate, whatever it's called. No, 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 no. It's on the way up towards the Etihad. So it's okay. on the edge of town, but on the way up towards the Etihad, right? So I'm sat in this boozer with my mates who are all City fans, and I'm just sat there, neutral gear on, having a bit of a drink, all this type of stuff, right? And I see a, a bit of a police escort walking towards us, right? No word of a lie, about 200 of Liverpool's youth firm. Oh, the Hitchens. About 200 of these little fuckers, right? The Hitchens, they're called, yeah. They're called they the Hitchens, are they? The Hitchens, yeah. Marching towards town, I'm thinking, fucking hell. The police stop them and say, right, lads, in here. Put them in our pub. <laughs> Sent them into my pub. So I'm sat in this boozer thinking, are the police having a fuck? Police didn't want them in town for the bother, right? They, so they said, right, we can, we can. Here's a boozer for you. Out of town. There you go. Yeah. There's about 15 to 20 City fans here. I'm like going, if this goes here, right, 
I ain't going to see next week. This is going off. <laughs> so these 20... You've been all right. You just put your best Scouse accent on. Mate, you spend enough time got, with me. I work at Radio City. <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm making podcasts in Liverpool. <laughs> Shitting me pants. Right? So, honestly, these lads are all piling in and they're all like some Young. right rum little fuckers. They've all got the Stone Island on and all that yeah, type yeah, of yeah. tackle. You know what I mean? I'm thinking, fucking hell. Next thing you know, they've all got the stickers out five times, plastering it all over walls. They've all got these fucking... Anti-sun stickers. Oh, never mate, by the sun. I'm thinking, fuck me, lads. Right. My mates, right. Now, my one of the lads, that, and a couple of them, actually, they used to be in the City firm, right? Yeah, yeah. They used to get themselves in a little bit of bother with City and all this type of stuff. So you know what they're like? Backs are up already. I'm thinking, sit the fuck down, because I'm not following you in. Right? <laughs> There's too many. I can't follow you in in this. No chance. Commentary duties for me, sir. Exactly. Fuck that. I'll just watch. I'll video it. I'll take the evidence. (laughs) So they're all getting on, like, raising their voices going, what the fuck's all this about? Letting this lot in. I'm thinking, lads, can we just have a pint? Let's just have a quiet pint. They're not bothering anybody. They're all right. Yeah, they're all right. They're singing the songs. Let them sing the songs. Let them carry on. The problem was they had, um, in this group, for some reason, there was a like an underage kid. Only maybe one or two of them. And when I'm saying yeah. underage kids, like 12-year-old or something like that, right? right. But they must have come with a dad or must have come with a brother or something like that, yeah. right? And, but, and the door lads, rightfully so, said, sorry, but you can't come in here, mate. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking boozer. You can't come in. And because they did that, the whole 200 of them went, right, well, fuck it, we'll go somewhere else then. And I'm thinking, Whew. somewhere else was on the fucking street, right out, right outside the fucking boozer. So and they couldn't stop them. So they were all going inside, getting a bit, getting a bevy because they're all in plastic outside. glasses and going outside and just standing on the street singing. Now bear in mind, you got to walk through. This is like five o'clock, half five, six o'clock, something like that. City fans have finished work. They're all coming to the pub. They're all coming shit, in. Yeah, it's got so they're days. all coming through the fucking shit, getting tons off all these Liverpool fans. And I'm thinking, I might just watch the game here, lads. I'll, I'll just stay here. <laughs> Not going to go out there in that. <laughs> Mental. Me. Absolutely. So around about seven o'clock, they've all thought, right, fuck it, let's get up to the ground. So all your lot have cleared off. All these little urchins have all cleared off, haven't they, to the, to the ground and stuff. And I've just gone, all oh, right, yeah, 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 I would have fucking sorted them. <laughs> I'd have, if they'd have gone off, off I'd have been there, lads. Yeah, I'd have been I was there. up for that, yeah. Yeah, we're well up for that, the little fucking scouse twats. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was really, my ass just went. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. I love Fucking it. Some right, there's some young lads in that firm, you know, that are yeah. like 15, 16 years of age. They some travel of them little deep, fuckers. like, they travel deep. Mm. They're the only ones that can, listen, it's young lads like that, they're the only ones that can afford to go to the game these days, home mm. and away. Mm. You know, that's a lot of it. A lot of away fans in the Premier League are like that now because it's so fucking expensive. But they go everywhere, do you know what I mean? They've got all, all the songs start with that core. Them young lads, they start the new songs. Every season, I'm telling you this, when I, yeah, yeah, yeah. every season at Liverpool, when certainly when there's a European campaign, we have a new song for that season. This season's LA, LA, LA. And I guarantee it started with that group of lads. Right. So one day they started singing it first. On the away days, the entire away support picks up on it and then suddenly the cop pick up on it as well. Anyway, I left after Salah's goal. To f- Did you? All my, all my pals, right? They Typical were- fucking city behaviour. All the... Fu- all the fu- How can you get off? Mate, all my pals. This really upset me, this. This really upset me. I, I can't it. believe you brought this up. Right. This fucking really upset me about City fans leaving before the final oh, mate, whistle. They off. So, so, so Salah's fucking done the business. They now need, what, four or five goals to five, go through yeah. with, the, with the away goal and all this shit. I'm fucking loving it. I'm sat there enjoying the game because I thought it was a decent game. Anyway, they got right, we're off now. Fuck this. 
Oh, mate, sounds so. Anyway, I gets back, gets back to the boozer. Uh, Bobby Firmino scored. Bobby, well, I just got there as he was uh, scoring that goal and what have you. Watched the end of the game in the pub and all this type of stuff. And then I thought to myself, "Them little urchins will be back in a bit." <laughs> I'm getting off. I'm off. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. I stayed. I stayed. To be fair, to, to uh, closing time, and they didn't bother. They obviously fucked off back to Liverpool to go and celebrate. celebrate. Rightfully so, mate. Because if you're beating, I know this is a fucking UFC show, but I'm going all football on this. But if you're beating the champions of England five-one over two legs. Fucking celebrating. Of course. I'm going to be celebrating. What I was upset about is that the City, as you've just said, City of the Champions of England, they were crowned this weekend. We'd just gone. So they've been fucking brilliant this season. They, they, you know, on their day, they're the best team in the league. Obviously not when they play us, but consistently they're the best team in the league. That's why they won the league. So to their fans to walk out early during the court, that's just not how a Liverpool fan mindset works. I would never, ever, ever walk out in Liverpool in a game like that you know if if it's a fucking home game against Bournemouth and you were getting beat 5-0 and it's pissing down and all that I, that was the only time I would ever go do you know what I've had enough I'm going to go but this is the Champions League quarter final against a domestic rival and you've just you've you've won the league anyway the whole fucking what, thing should be a party you? I'm not part of that I, I can't understand what goes through a fan's mind to go ah fuck this let's abandon this team and get the fuck off like my, it, it, it knocks me sick because my mentality is not like that at all. Okay. So fickle. How are you going to operate on the UFC plastic Liverpool fans? Because I, I text them as like, I hope them City fans are landing in the fucking plastic flags on the way out. Plastic supporters. Do you know what I love? When Liverpool get beat, don't hear a fucking peep out of him on our WhatsApp group. <laughs> Whenever there's a victory, fuck me, he's relentless. I have to mute him. <laughs> UFC Liverpool's fast you, approaching, though. Yeah, but it, how are you going to operate UFC Liverpool weekend? How are you going to operate? Because you've got fucking Kiev to go to on the Saturday, haven't you? I know, exactly. So, look, to be honest, can I just point out, though, if you are going to Kiev, make sure you take your gum shield and your fucking gloves with you, mate, because right. it could go off over there. I ain't going to Kiev. I've been to two Champions League finals already, so I'm going to miss Yee! this one. I'm going to miss this one purely because it's taken me 10 years to get the fuck knocked to to Liverpool. I ain't going to piss off to Kiev now. Uh, especially being in mind that when I went to Istanbul, um, the flights home were just... Literally, it was get on any flight. So I didn't I didn't get home in time for the parade. I was still in Istanbul mm. trying to get on a flight. So uh, I won't be going to Kiev, no, but I'll be certainly super supporting. We'll be supporting. You'll be with me. Can I just the day before out? UFC Liverpool, we're going to be together all that week. I hope that people listening to the show got tickets. I know it were a fucking nightmare. We told you though, didn't we? Yeah, we told for you UFC it... Liverpool, we did fucking say here's a here's a access to Wednesday, yeah. and this is a free code for Thursday. Yeah. Make sure you're all over it. Now I was all over it. I managed to get some for my family on the Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. Um, they weren't fucking cheap, but I got them. Fifty odd quid a ticket, cheap <laughs> ones. What? The rest of them are under an odd quid and all that type of carry on, aren't they? Well, I, I went on, just to let people know, I went on on Wednesday morning about 11 o'clock. Bear in mind that I'd had access, I got access to the early, early code because I'm a member of, you know, Fight Club or Fight Pass, whatever it is. I went on at 11 o'clock. There was no £58 left. This was Wednesday at 11 o'clock. Wow, man. And the 80 odd pounders were like gods, super, super gods. So. I got, I wanted lower tier because I thought I want me I want I want my family to be able to go and go fuck this so this is what Nick's been talking about for ten years so so I want them to experience it so but to get lower tier which is what I wanted and not even side cage like end of the arena lower mm, tier mm. one hundred and twenty five a ticket fuck me but we so, told you so I, we, we knew I, I, it was going to go us we, it was be like that. we told you that it would go right yeah. and we told you I don't reckon by ten a.m. Friday morning there was more than ten percent left no I truly believe that. 
which is why we gave the code out and we were like, use it. And you know what? The good thing is, shitloads of the fight disciples have come back to us and gone, nice one, lads. I've got tickets. Nice yeah. one. We'll see you there. Not yeah. ones that offered to buy us a beer, but yeah. you know, they've been better at No, because you are, because you're the lover. No chance. And then a couple of the others. Unfortunately, a couple of fight disciples have messed with us going, I was trying like fuck, man, I just couldn't get in. Well, that happened to me because I did that. Obviously, I was off with the kids last week. So every night, intermittently, I'd, I'd chip in there. So you get this holding page that you'd have this, uh, like a buffering system where it's like going, yeah, you're in the queue, give yeah. it a minute. And then you'd look at it and then you hadn't fucking moved anywhere. So I felt, I felt your pain. I felt your pain if you're trying to get, because I was trying to do the same thing, trying to get tickets yeah. for people and stuff like that. One thing that I will say is that if you're one of them fucking companies that buy a shitload of tickets and then whack them back on for like double fuck the you, price yeah. fuck you end of the day we want proper fight disciples we want proper fans of this preferably not not disrespect to anybody else in the country but you want if it's coming to a city you want people from that city scousers to be in the arena enjoying it and, yeah. and making that din especially when liverpool win the european cup the night before you want it to be packed out with people from the city well, just fight the party's going to be continuing proper fight fans man yeah. Rather than these geezers getting ripped Because I was, I was hanging out with Molly McCann. Obviously, Molly got added to the bill last week officially, finally. And um, she was like, people don't understand that. It's not like when you go to Dublin as a football crowd or Brazil or America. It's like that, woo, woo, American fight crowd or whatever. She was like, Liverpool will be a house party. It will be a house party. Yeah. Everyone's just going to be cutting loose and enjoying themselves. And I truly believe that's what's going to happen. I just hope there's enough real fans in there and not just people not just international fans who, yeah. who, who, who unfortunately going to have to pay a fortune on the on the on the resale market because I said this before the night flying into Liverpool John Lennon Airport is a lot cheaper than flying in and out of London or some of the other major capital cities in Europe so I think we'll get a lot of international fans coming to UFC Liverpool as well unfortunate thing is they're going to have to pay three four five times the number for the tickets mm. anyway Whatever happens, there'll be lots of content um, from us in the in that week build-up. We'll be uh, in the Fighters Hotel getting your videos and podcasts and various things like that with the likes of Darren Till and everybody else that's being added to that on the car, which is looking stacked at this moment in time. It's looking really, really good. Dead excited about it. It is obviously Bank Holiday Weekend at the end of May. Lots to get through, though, before then, including some fights this weekend. Enjoy him, uh, and hopefully you'll come and join us next week for a little bit of analysis and, uh, and build-up towards uh, a really stacked... Uh, April into May. Non-stop. Uh, if you've only just stumbled across us, Fight Disciples on iTunes. You can subscribe there. Uh, you can get us on Android feeds via our website, fightdisciples.com, and we're all over social media, at Fight Disciples on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.